Eshet Chayal, sung today when there is no temple in Jerusalem. Sung to honor wives and mothers is a way of saying that the love of the Shekhinah reflected through them creates through the holiness of the home a tiny temple so that these homes throughout history will be a source of sustaining Judaism and the Jewish people until the temple is built again. Welcome to Bible 365, episode 244, Solomon and the Woman of Valor. I'm Mayor Soloveitchik. In 1945, a Jewish chaplain named Max Broad, traveling across Europe, attempted to publish a Haggadah for the soldiers to whom he ministered. In a letter home to his wife, he described what happened. Quote, Yours truly ingeniously decided to photostat the Haggadah portion of the abridged prayer book, except that there was no one to do offset printing, and so a cut was made, which should have been perfect, except, as you see, no one could read Hebrew, so the Hebrew text is upside down. Yet I think, in fact, I am almost certain that it represents the first Hebrew printing on the continent since its liberation. Then he added, I don't know where I will be for the Sidarim, but wherever I will be, it will be with you. Keep a little space beside you for me, just as I shall for you, and pray for me as I will for you. Above all, my dear, pray as I do that this will be our last Seder apart, and let's make the next one the biggest best that ever was anywhere. So long, my sweet, and good Shabbat to you. Love, Max. End quote. The joining of love for one's spouse with the holiness of a Jewish home. This is a theme that runs through Jewish ritual and life, but for many it is linked first and foremost to one passage in Proverbs that has become one of the most famous scriptural selections of all. The book of Proverbs comes to a close with the ode to the Eshet Chayel, the woman of valor. Solomon describes a woman who oversees not only her own home, but also real estate, commerce, and care for the local needy and poor, closing with the emphasis that exists throughout this biblical book, that for the woman of valor, as for everyone described in Proverbs, it is the fear of God that matters most. Today, in many traditional Jewish homes, the Sabbath meal Friday night is preceded by the singing of these verses. Some Jews have the tradition of kissing the hand of one's wife or mother present at the Sabbath table during this song. I will read the verses of Eshet Chayel in translation, though again the English cannot capture what is meant to be recited in the original in an alphabetic acrostic. A woman of valor who can find, her price is far above rubies. The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her, that he shall lack nothing good. She will do him good and not bad all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax, and setteth her hand to them with a will. She is like a merchant fleet, and bringeth food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night, and giveth provisions to her household, and a portion to her maidens. She setteth her mind to an estate, and buyeth it. With the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth herself with strength, and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her business thrives, her lamp goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the distaff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yea, she reacheth forth her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates, and he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen, and selleth it, and delivereth girdles unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. 
Grace is illusory and beauty is transient, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. Due to the singing of these verses, the passage in Proverbs became richly linked to the holiness of the Sabbath and the honoring of wives and mothers, and is therefore without question the most famous passage in this biblical book. Indeed, it is possible that few passages that are 21 verses long are so well known. What is not initially clear is why the Ode to the Eshet Chayel concludes the book of Proverbs. The chapters before this are not about marriage in the home, but instead about subjects such as the wisdom required of political leaders. Thus, in chapter 29, we are informed that when the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, but when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. And then we are told as well that the king by judgment establisheth the land, but he that receiveth gifts overthroweth it. But the truth is that anyone, including us, who has studied Solomon's story, knows how much marriage is bound up in the tragic tale of this king, who ruled over Israel at its moment of greatest power and potential, the people at peace with the temple finally built and the presence of God made manifest in Jerusalem. Solomon, as we saw, accompanied the creation of the dwelling place of the divine with a vision of how the whole world could come ultimately to know of the God that dwelled in Jerusalem. But Solomon sought to connect other peoples to Jerusalem through a disastrous method, the establishment of political alliances via his marriage to princesses from pagan peoples and first and foremost to the daughter of Pharaoh. These marriages, as the Bible reports, ended up importing idolatry into Jerusalem. It is hard not to note the terrible irony when the book of Kings tells us as follows. Then he made a porch for the throne where he might judge, even the porch of judgment, and it was covered with cedar from one side of the floor to the other. And his house where he dwelt had another court within the porch, which was of the like work. Solomon also made a house for Pharaoh's daughter, whom he had taken to wife, like unto this porch. Solomon then makes a throne and a porch from where he plans to judge with wisdom. And he also made a home for the daughter of Pharaoh near the temple itself, which ended up serving as a symbol of his failure in judgment and of the spiritual danger that was yet to come. Thus rightly understood, the concluding chapters of the book of Proverbs are about both marriage and political leadership. Solomon chose a queen based on political alliances rather than whether she feared God and in the end, his entire leadership was impacted by this choice. His goal of the entire world coming to the temple was not achieved, and soon after his death, the kingdom of Israel split into two. With all this in mind, the singing of the passages of the woman of valor on Sabbath Eve takes on a new resonance. As many note for the Kabbalists, from whom so many of the Shabbat traditions derive, the singing of these verses is also a way of speaking of the Shekhinah, the term describing the presence of God made manifest on earth, especially on Shabbat. This notion is connected to a theme that we have discussed before, that to honor the wife and mother in a family is to mark the way in which she uniquely reflects the love of God for Israel. You may recall how, many months ago, we discussed the fact that for Judaism, the obligation to honor parents is linked to the concept that father and mother reflect different aspects of God's relationship with us. Thus, as Rabbi Soloveitchik notes, the Talmud tells of the blind rabbi Joseph, who would hear the footsteps of his mother and would announce, I rise before the coming of the Shekhinah. Reflected Rabbi Soloveitchik, quote, Behind every mother, young or old, happy or sad, trails the Shekhinah. The love and light of the mother for Judaism reflects the very love and light of the Shekhinah. This allows a new point to emerge about the singing of Eshet Chayel on a Shabbat evening. 
the primary dwelling place of the Shekhinah was, of course, the temple, created originally by Solomon. And if Eshet Chayel is also a metaphor for the Shekhinah, then when we look carefully, we see, perhaps, in the passage, allusions to the temple itself. Thus, the Shekhinah was most manifest in the Holy of Holies, over which hung tapestry, the woven curtain known as the Parochet. And in Proverbs, we read, She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. The primary sign, the most elemental symbol for Jewish tradition, that the Shekhinah dwelled in the temple and thereby amongst Israel, was the menorah, which was kindled in late afternoon and illumined the temple all night. And thus Proverbs, describing the woman of valor, also informs us that her lamp goeth out not by night. Thus to honor Jewish wives and mothers at the Sabbath table is to say that the Sabbath home is itself what we call a mikdash ma'at, a tiny temple. And the lesson is perhaps profound. It is in part due to Solomon's mistakes that the temple did not achieve all that he had sought for it. And there is therefore a direct line leading from the building of a palace near the temple for the daughter of Pharaoh to the ultimate loss of the temple. Thus, Eshet Chayel, sung today when there is no temple in Jerusalem, sung to honor wives and mothers, is a way of saying that the love of the Shekhinah reflected through them creates through the holiness of the home a tiny temple so that these homes throughout history will be a source of sustaining Judaism and the Jewish people until the temple is built again. In his prison memoir, White Nights, Menachem Begin describes being forced by the NKVD to write out his entire life story. Begin reflects that the communists wished to use the longing for home as a means of controlling prisoners. Quote, Never have I experienced so constricting a yearning for my bygone boyhood as I did while I wrote the story of my life by order of the truth expert of the NKVD. At moments like these, a miracle occurs and reality ceases to exist, and the products of a good and beneficent imagination become reality instead. But these are indeed moments of weakness. A man who faces the supreme test of suffering for the things he believes in and strives for must not hanker for his boyhood. He must know that a mother's loving hand will not comfort him anymore by its mere touch, and the joys of youth will no longer be his portion. One's waking hours, not the dream, are the reality. There is no home, no mother, no sister, no friend. There is the NKVD. There is an interrogator who demands the truth. He would like to get it in exchange for his promise of returning home, but he will also be pleased to read it written black on white out of special trust in a common origin. End quote. So Begin originally reflected at the beginning of his memoir, arguing that one had to remember in prison that one was not home in order to better resist the Soviets. But soon after in the book, Begin describes how When alone in his cell or forced to face a wall for hours, he was able to reconnect to his boyhood home and find therein a powerful source of endurance. He discovered what he called a secret button, a method of the mind through which he could transport himself back to his family. This he utilized on the night of Yom Kippur in prison when he remembered all that he had experienced as a boy on that day. And in his telling, last of all, he remembered his mother's eyes wondering where he and his family would be by the next day of atonement. He found himself reciting the Yom Kippur prayers, quote, As I recited the words sanctified from generation to generation, as I prayed silently, I felt the impenetrable barriers that separated me and those I loved fall away. Once again, the secret button of the mind operated. The cell vanished, the walls disappeared, and there appeared in all its splendor the great illuminated synagogue and my father's humble dwelling lit up by love, purity, faith, and the eyes of a loving Jewish mother. Kol Nidre night in an NKVD prison. The Day of Atonement in Lukishki. Even such a night can be a night of solace. Even such a day can be a day of identification. 
with all that is good in man's life, end quote. A holy home in which love and faith are reflected in and radiate from a mother's eyes, from the eyes of a woman of valor. This can sustain Jews throughout the trials and tribulations of the centuries. And indeed, it has. This is Mayor Soloveitchik looking forward to learning together tomorrow. Signing off.